Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. What's up, dudes? Good afternoon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. It's been a minute. Feels good to be back in church. Let's get this thing going. Um, it's July 22nd. We recently witnessed Bitcoin drop down below the $30,000 point in the last couple of days. And yesterday, we got to watch Kathy Wood, Jack Dorsey, and Elon Musk um, hop on a Zoom call um, at the B Word conference and subsequently saw pretty strong crypto bounce across the board, taking Bitcoin back up to the around the $32,000 range. So um, let's let's get into it. I don't know if we've watched it. We've probably seen some clips, heard some things, but uh, where are we in, in the big scheme of things? We're kind of getting close to the end of summer. Um, and uh, things do seem like they're picking up a little bit. It's been a, a choppy sideways uh, what few weeks? Yeah, um, I actually just watched it a couple hours ago. Uh, caught a restream of it, and it was interesting. Um, you know, it was you got to look at it through the lens of all these guys are super bullish. While Kathy Wood is just continuing to to buy grayscale GB. Are we losing? My stream is my stream screwing up again. Uh, cutting out a little bit, having a little bit of connectivity issue. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna keep powering through, and if it gives me too many issues, just let me know. Uh, shoot me message or something. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, you have to look at it through kind of a a, a biased lens, uh, if you will. But I think some of the comments that Elon made specifically, you know, he's primarily uh, like SpaceX, Tesla, and he himself hold Bitcoin. He holds a little bit of F and um, Dogecoin, obviously. But he did like specifically say he he holds more Bitcoin than anything else. Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess like in the build up to it, it was pretty much what I expected it to be. Just three people, um, three prominent people who were super bullish on Bitcoin explain why they are bullish on Bitcoin. Um, and I don't think, you know, I topics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably losing them a little bit. We're losing row. Um, hop in here, Tyler. Yeah, some of the commentary that I saw was was you know saying that there wasn't a big enough deal made about the SpaceX comments, right? Because he had not publicly disclosed prior to this event that SpaceX held Bitcoin. You know, he Tesla held Bitcoin. He, he talked about personal, but he mentioned multiple times on the call that SpaceX also held Bitcoin and. Mm -hmm. Some people were wondering, was that a mistake? Did he mean to say that? Or was that him dropping it? Because the market basically didn't react uh, the, to, to the degree 
that you would think that it would react when the guy who's making rockets to go to, to space stations tells the world that that company holds Bitcoin and more than likely will like, I mean, if you think about it, they'll probably accept it. And so it's like, there was not really a reaction in the price chart, like the size of which you would expect. And, and so, you know, the deduction was either the market doesn't care about Elon anymore or people weren't listening. The news hasn't got out yet. Maybe like people didn't pick up on the, 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 the hook. I, I don't know, but like, that's pretty big news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is big news when, I mean, but then again, where are we as an overall market? I mean, uh, the, it feels like the air has left the balloon a little bit. It feels like, you know, we've been kind of, it's kind of been a boring summer. All, all the uh, intelligent traders know that this is not really where you trade. All of the impatient uh, market participants are continuing to try to throw money at stuff and, and move money around. I mean, um, you know, the big money is kind of on the sidelines. Um, and so how much, volatility and movement is there going to be with with some information like that i mean everybody kind of assumed elon musk owned bit, some bitcoin personally we know that tesla owns bitcoin um is it really that shocking that spacex now uh is confirmed to own it i mean it's big news you know i agree it's big news but it just like you said tal it got absorbed in the rest of the mix i mean what did it what did it lose way to i don't know look at <laughs> look at this picture this is the most ridiculous picture I've ever seen in my life. Um, who who is who is the guy on the bottom right? Um, he looks like uh, a guy who would give me a bunch of mushrooms and then guide me through an experience. Uh, and he looks like you could probably do that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, he's the CEO of two publicly traded companies. Um, look at the guy on the bottom left. That looks like he lives in a two D. Um, like a 2d world, like a, that looks simulated that if that, <laughs> like that whole thing looks simulated and then top, right. Kathy Wood. five years ago, nobody even knew who she was, you know, Look but, at the picture in the background. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where like, this is a ridiculous happening and it's just like Rose said, um, you know, Bitcoin bulls hopping on globally streaming, you know, why they're bullish on Bitcoin. Um, so what do we take away from that? What is the whole world taking away from that? It's kind of hard to tell, but you know, the market did bounce pretty significantly, you know, but why did it sell off right before? Well, you know, everybody's saying Binance is the is the black swan. I mean, you look at FTX, Sam just raised another nine hundred million dollars in an 18 billion valuation. And part of that was buying CZ out of the business. Right. Like like that was that was part of the deal of getting all these big name investors in and raising the money and, and, and getting the big valuation was was pushing CZ out. And so it's like that's what I've been hearing for the last couple of months is that that Binance is toast and that the whole world's going to go after them. Um, and then you saw what happened 
there was a huge blunder with BlockFi. So the Alabama SEC has gone after BlockFi for their for their BlockFi interest accounts, saying that they're offering unlicensed securities to retail investors in the state. The New Jersey Attorney General is also going after BlockFi for the same thing. And the funny thing is the news was supposed to drop today. Like that, the news of that was supposed to drop like this morning, last night at midnight. It was supposed to crush the rally from the B conference, but they didn't, don't, they don't understand how thirsty crypto reporters are. And so they told them about the stuff that was going to be dropped on Thursday, these two lawsuits on like Monday or Tuesday. And so Coindesk ran the article on, so we had the sell off had the sell off happened pretty much like it was supposed to like undo the, the bullish news from yesterday. But the bearish news got leaked before the bullish news. Bro, what do you think, man? What's going on with markets right now? What do you think? What do you think uh, these guys were up to in the last couple of days? Oh, I'm not even going to speculate on that. I like who knows what Elon and, and Jack and Kathy Woods are up to. Um, but you know, I, I think we're, we're still in a very weak environment for crypto. Um, we did see some nice bounces over the last, uh, over the last day. And, you know, that's, that's always nice to see. Um, but it is still kind of, I don't know. I, I still am a little skeptical to say we're bullish. You know, we're still like on a long-term or a higher time frame perspective. We're still just range bound. Um, we haven't broke out one way or another. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, like we dipped below 30K yesterday, right back in the range today. So it's, it's really not like, again, it's untradeable in my opinion, um, by and large. That being said, I am starting to see some like pretty prominent traders start entering back into the space in the moment. Um, you know, with a lot of caution, nobody's jumping full, like, Hey, we're, we're in a bull market now, but, but yeah, they, uh, I think within the next couple of weeks, um, I do want to say, we'll see some, uh, some interest, um, pick back up. I think 10 K's are 10 Q's are going out, um, in the next two or three weeks. And so any public company that's purchased Bitcoin or crypto in the last couple of weeks or in the last couple of months, I should say, um, will be required to disclose. And so that's going to be pretty prominent and could be a, uh, a directional mover. But at the same to on the same token, like if nobody comes out saying they bought crypto, then I could see us kind of dip in a little bit harder. Um, looking at the chart to me, it, it just doesn't make sense um why this would be a bottom um you know and that's you know who knows like i'm not saying i'm i can call a perfect bottom by any means but uh but yeah it doesn't make sense for this to be a bottom in my mind so i would say we have a little bit lower to go um you get some like retail people buying some bullishness yesterday and and, and then you know 
you have a little little bit of a rally and then you kind of just tank the market. Uh, so so yeah, I would expect one more, at least one more push down. Um, and that kind of aligns with what I'm thinking for the dollar as well. I think the dollar's still not ready to 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 just roll over yet. Um, and so I do think the dollar's gonna push up as well. All right, so you're feeling, Ro, you're feeling like we're still chopping. Um, you know, maybe we got a little bit more chop and a little bit more spotlight on the crypto space from retail a little bit and a little excitement with the little conference, the B word conference. Uh, but really nothing's changed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, nothing's changed. And like, we're still like very early quarter three, um, you know, like July, August, September. That's, that's all quarter three. And, and, you know, it's, it feel like it's a cliche at this point, but like going back to what Jason said, you know, strong Q1, solid Q2, summer lull, and then a strong Q4. And I really think like October is the time, September, October, maybe like end of Q3 maybe um, is the time to like really flip bullish. So I'm, and again, just the way the chart looks for specifically Bitcoin, I'm just a little skeptical that um, that will just rock it up from here. But you know, I, I'm I'm gonna say I I can definitely be wrong. You think we're bullish here, Tyler? Yeah, man. I think Rose always a little bit late. Um, I think that like you gotta like buy when other people are are scared. I think that we didn't really get a good top. Honestly, I I think that that news flip on BlockFi, like unless a Binance comes out, I think we bottomed um, longer longs, like 44K inbound. Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're good. Uh, bands are tightening. RSSI dipped below 38. Um, Chop is starting to trend upwards accumulation distribution over the is like shooting up um the bollinger bands are getting tight We're, we've been we've been hanging out near the lower end of the the band and it's you know i i think we're due for like a big pop-up i mean like if we if we get a black swan event like i'm okay with being wrong because i mean that's just better for everybody because I think Rose right about a lot of money being on the sidelines right now. Um, like Alex Weiss, for instance, a nine figure trader at the moment, he's got zero exposure. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the perfect time for us to have put in a bottom and start heading up and make everybody have to buy higher. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we've, I think we've bottomed. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I think I think we've bottomed. All right, let's play this game real quick. If we bottomed here, um, <clears throat> if we bottomed here, what what does this chart draw next? I mean, are we on fire? Are we are we looking like the left side of this chart again, or are we gonna begin that you know kind of beginning of the mountain climb? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna crab back up. 
like like consolidate back up. Yeah, yeah. Like I, th- I think I think we we could consolidate back up through August and maybe even through September. Like like if you long here, you're not going to get rich. You're going to get frustrated. Like the I mean, people, the people okay. who are doing good right now are buying spot. Yeah, totally. Like if you're buying spot here, awesome. Dollar cast averaging every day, every week, whatever. Awesome. Great idea. Uh, 30K Bitcoin. It's a great spot to be, um, in my opinion. Um, if Yeah, but I agree. If you're, if you're trying to margin long Bitcoin at this point, I... I think you're headed for pain. Yeah, I, th- I think I think August is uh is 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 going to be huge consolidation, but still range man. So what happened to DeFi summer? Sushi's up big today. I mean the uh, concept of the concept of De- DeFi summer is that where are we? It, like it, what are yields? I, I don't even know what are yields looking like right now and all that stuff. I mean, they're solid depending on what you're in. Like the the, the smaller you go, the higher you're like in terms of market cap, and the newer the project, the higher market cap you get. But I was just seeing something like um, from Rari Capital RGT, um, where USDC yields were like seventy percent in one of their pools, and you know that's really solid for USDC and um, you know Rari Capital is not the largest but it's a pretty solid player um, in the space but yeah I mean like if you go on way down the line I don't think Olympus Dow gives you like million percent yields anymore but um, but yeah like they're, they're still like very strong so I think that like the high brain IQ play that I've seen is Roe touched on it kind of with USDC. So I think with Circle trying to go, you know, like be the the replacement of USDT, like Circle trying to come in and uh, be this this white knight. A lot of yields are going to be provided for Circle, but the incentive is going to be to yield farm Circle on different chains, and trying to get circle on poly, uh, USDC on Polygon, USDC on Solana, USDC on these different places. And so what I've seen is people are looking for yield aggregators that work on different blockchains like Sushi, like like Popsicle. That because if you if you have those, you can move those in between blockchains instead of instead of stable coins if you want to if you want to stay out of stable coins and you don't want to touch touch stables yeah i mean that makes sense um yeah that definitely makes sense well what do you guys think about the recent regulatory push uh for stable coins um was it the sec irs just some uh, I guess a group of agencies. Um, it might, I don't know who it was, but there was just some pretty prominent headlines that came out maybe a week ago, a week or two ago, just about how um, our government 
and various agencies were looking into the regulation of stable coins and about how that may be an easier path forward, um, you know, in terms of bridging the banking system to the crypto uh, system, I guess. Um, stable coins tend to be pegged, uh, at least the ones that we're talking about the government wanting to regulate or at least have, you know, and, and it makes sense. It makes sense that, you know, when you trade in a government issued dollar for a crypto issued pegged to the dollar type of thing, that there's clear understanding about what's, what's being done there and how it's being treated. Um, and I think that from a consumer base, you know, that's the bridge and giving people comfort that they're not, you know, that, that's a positive thing. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, the government trying to regulate crypto. It's just the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit for them. Any thoughts on that? So Paolo, uh, the CTO from Bitfinex, who is over Tether right now, says that that's a good thing. He says that means more money comes in. That means government money comes in. That means banking starts to hold stables instead of instead of dollars and 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 it, it allows them to like start you know digitizing their like and seeing how banks fit into this whole thing um but what it causes problems for is for crypto ogs that have been using exchanges is on ramp off ramps for fiat and not really reporting um and so you know it's like anytime you mess with the the ogs of a system you risk destabilizing it to an degree for a short period of time um and you know i could see it being a, in such a way to where like some of these guys who have had this money and for a long time try to get some out but I, I don't know. I see it as a net positive, um, but I could see it being like bearish headlines. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I agree with Tyler in that. I think long-term it's definitely net positive. There's no way the space is going to evolve without being regulated. Um, that's always the case. And uh, as, as, you know, anarchist as this has this community has been at times. Um, the fact that we're having these conversations, uh, you know, it just proves that like Bitcoin has matured specifically, and then crypto has matured as an asset class. Um, so yeah, I, I do think it is a net positive. Um, I think there's still a long way to go. Um, and I think it is, uh, I was listening to a, to a up only episode with light crypto and, um, he was super bearish on just kind of the current environment, the macro environment, um, specifically citing, like, this is the first time Bitcoin has to like face true regulatory issues like there. And that is like a pretty scary, um, it can be very scary for the community. Um, so yeah, we're not out of the, the woods yet, but um, 
but I think it is a net positive, uh, depending on what course of action uh, happens. I did see this week that the EU is trying to ban uh, private crypto accounts and private crypto wallets. Um, so there goes my my Zcash um, stuff. But you know, it's like the old. Uh, it's basically the same playbook that that uh, Bitcoin followed. First they laugh at it, then they bite it, then they lose. I forget what, how it goes. But, <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> Just remember, yeah. you will own nothing and like it. You will eat bugs. <laughs> Have you not seen that? Wait, what? Uh-uh. Have you not seen the meme? Like the, the talking about the... It's like the the World Economic Forum and like their their mission and like sustainability for like 2040 and everything. And it's like you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's really depressing. I believe it's first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you and then they buy Bitcoin. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> okay. Um, I did uh, not to just totally get sidetracked, but I, I am reading Homo Deus right now again. And I'm just like, the second time I'm reading it, I'm realizing like how depressing the future world is going to be. Um, specifically in terms of like, if algorithms end up knowing humans better than they know themselves, which right now, if you like over like 300 things on Facebook, they can tell various things about you better than you can tell, like let alone your spouse, let alone your friends, like that's already covered with like less than 150 likes. But if you have liked over 300 things on Facebook, they can tell not everything, but like some things better than, than you, you about you that, that, um, then you can determine yourself. And so if this continues, uh, there will be like, right now we think like wealth inequality is bad, but there will be like, it, it will just be like that, except for the human race. It will be like masses that are completely, I mean, relatively useless because algorithms can do everything. Um, and then there's going to be this subset of like truly elite superhumans who like get incredible, like for the 20th century, healthcare was about, um, raising the level of coverage for everybody. But for the 21st century, it very well could be like preventing aging, um, having like bionic hearing or like super strength, like whatever it is, incredible cognitive abilities. Um, and so like, it's really like pushing, pushing the boundaries, uh, in the 21st century. And so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's an amazing book, highly recommend it, but it's very depressing. Like when you really like think about what he's saying. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I mean, it's, it's all, I guess it could be depressing or you could look at it like, oh, cool. I'm glad to be alive right now. You know? Because totally. I don't have to deal with all this. Yeah. 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 yeah totally.
That's what I like. That's kind of my logic though. When I try to explain to our, our guy that works on our validators and stuff, when I explain to him why I want to do certain things, certain ways, I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out the algorithm, man. Like I'm just trying to figure out what it likes and we just like, whatever it likes, that's what we want to do. Yeah, man. It's, it, we, you know, we, as a race, as a human race, have relied on building systems and then relying on those systems. And we've relied on that process over and over again. So we know that if we need help with something or some consistency or routine or to move something forward, we build a system with the intention of being able to rely upon it. Um, if you build and build and build and put systems on top of systems, you know, things can get out of whack. You know, the small incremental change, the small little things that you give up in order for the, you know, you tend to have things that just kind of go on from there. But if you stack it enough and you go far enough along, we're kind of getting to that point in our development to where the implications of some of the things that we're, we're creeping up on are unknown. Um, because those small iterations at this point are big, big leaps. And those big leaps are changing uh, our reality pretty quickly. And so with these algorithms, you know, what you're saying, Tyler, is you're just trying to figure out the algorithm. We've already like, but it's like, it, it, in some way, we've already thrown our hands up and said, ah, we, this thing, we just, we got to do what we got to do for this. That's what we're talking about. Right. And so we've already given control in a lot of ways to said algorithm. Uh, but these are really just stacks of systems that we've developed over time. They're getting more complex and automated right now. That's why we tend to use the word algorithm for that, um, just in connotation. But, um, but yeah, just in what you said, I mean, we've already given control to these things. We already work for these things. No, dude, I, a, a prime example is like, I don't know if you guys watch the show Big Brother, but last night they had a competition and one of the competitions, it was, there were these uh, robots that were dressed up as suntan spray containers. They were spraying out water and they had to try to figure out how to fill up their, their bucket of water. And the host that won the two that did well was an autistic girl. And like a, this, this Asian startup guy, they both figured out like, these are robots. They're running on an algorithm. There's a pattern here. They took a step back. They figured out the seconds and the order of the pattern. And then they walked and they knew exactly where to go. Like everybody else was running around in chaos, just trying to get water in a bucket. And they knew that they could go here, 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 fill it. And then they could walk back to this spot and fill their bucket again. And fill. it was just like, it's our, we're already there. Like Rishi said, like we're already, we're already there. Yeah, it's really fascinating. The book was written and or published in 2016. So the data is probably like, or the content's really from like 2013, 2014, uh, maybe. And yeah, I think um, fast forwarding to 2021, it's pretty wild just like seeing how quickly things, he makes a point at one point, like uh, when, when people say things are impossible, uh, they really mean that we're just like about 10 years out just with the way things are, um, are, are speeding up. And so, uh, so yeah, it's like, we're halfway not, I mean, I think his projections really stem, uh, like 
all the way to like 2070 and beyond but for for like the the large like meat in the bone of the bone but um but yeah it, it's it's a fascinating very kind of somber uh and he, again like he doesn't say it in a somber way but when you read into it and you like understand what humanity could potentially look at like in the future it's 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 pretty wild so where does i mean what well kind of bringing it back to the b word conference one of the things that uh they talked about a little bit was um the role of uh cryptocurrency in our lives in the future and um you know, I think that like uh, the sentiment overall between, well, not necessarily Kathy, but um, Jack and Elon, the sentiment was that um, it it helps to kind of deliver the power back to the people. It helps put people in control of that function of our lives. Um, <clears throat> so really, my question for you guys here is we've seen crypto develop over the last 10 years. Um coming out of, uh, you know, the experiment after 2019 and, you know, just the scarcity concept, we've got a pretty big effort right now moving to, to try to consider moving away from proof of work. Um, you know, a lot of momentum behind moving away from proof of work because of energy consumption or, you know, what, whatever the other arguments are. Um, and we've got a million crypto projects. Uh, pretty much, you know, you, pretty much anybody can start a crypto project. It, it seems like most of the innovation around future technology is involving blockchain in some way, uh, which generally means the tokenization of that effort. Um, and $30,000 Bitcoin, um, you know, and we've got mailmen and garbage men not necessarily only talking about Bitcoin, but they're talking about things like Dogecoin and Litecoin and um, Shibu, things like that. So yeah, Ooh, where are we going? Like um, not necessarily price action, right? But I mean, just as a society, as an adoption scale, um, the development of crypto markets and its role as a currency for, or a currency or a, a mechanism that we rely upon for the future, for us, for humans, the way that we do things. Where, like, <laughs> how far along are we? I think we're pretty far. And I think that, like, the, 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 the problem is with technology, almost anything that exists now was invented 100 plus years ago. It's just a matter of like, when was it, when was society ready? Like the flying car, it's been invented for hundreds of years, but society's not ready for it. Like, how would you regulate it? How would you? And so I think like this whole vaccine effort that's going on worldwide right now, I think that that is a, not necessarily a litmus test, but it is a compliancy test for global society. And I think that depending on how things go, 
will either accelerate much faster down the technology path as a world or will stay segmented and China will go their way. Dubai will continue to accelerate towards the future. Um, and it won't be like a big world push as like a, as like a human society. I think it'll be like, like there'll be vast levels of, of, of difference of experience, um, which could be problematic in a lot of ways. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of my like two cents. Um, again, I'm rereading Homodeus, so it's like really shaping my views right now. Um, but like for the 20th century, liberalism won out um, compared to an auto uh, autocratic society, um, mainly because like it gave liberty to individual people. Um, but when you have systems that know you better than yourself, collectively you're important, but individually you're not. And so I could see in the future countries like socialist countries like China, um, communist countries, if you will, like China and Russia, um, kind of swing like i could see power kind of swing back to them um because they have a much greater understanding of their people um of of the their segments of of the world and so um i i don't think we're necessarily moving to a humanist society um immediately over the next decade or two um, I think on a long enough time frame, it is inevitable. I think we will have to like get over some human issues um, in order to like survive as a as a species. Um, but what I what I do think with regards to crypto is that if there's any hope for uh, um, human individual individualists, let's just say, um, then crypto will be will ultimately rise to the top um, because it allow what it allows like for the first time in history, you can have something that is not fundamentally manipulable manipulated uh or manipulable if that's word um as a transfer as an as an exchange of value um and there's really with the exception of gold and silver maybe um but even then like it's all just dependent on mining um and how how like finding mining spots and and in a long enough time frame there's gold and silver out in space so we can get tons of it if we really want to. It's not really inherently value on a natural perspective, uh, in a natural, but like if crypto really takes off and, and because it becomes a thing, I think it's huge because we can agree as a species on how we transfer value amongst ourselves. Um, 
And so Jack signed off by saying he wants Bitcoin to can help like bring world peace. And in that regard, if we can have an exchange of value that everybody understands, that's I think there it goes a long way in in getting us closer to that goal. Yeah. I hear you. So um, as we wind things down, uh, where do we think markets are going from here? Um, we know we touched on a little bit, but let's bring it down to a, uh, a one week scale so that we can kind of check in next week and see uh, kind of where we're at. I know we as a group took a little bit of a, a break. Rose been traveling a little bit. Uh, we've been busy with uh, different things. Um, but uh, as we kind of get back into our routine, um, let's say, you know, next Thursday, where are we going to be? It'll be the end of July. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll start. I think that we'll probably be uh, not too far from this area, um, maybe a little bit higher. I think we'll probably see uh, a range of Bitcoin between, uh, say, like 32 and 36. So I think it'll be temporarily bullish. I don't know if it'll be lasting or not. Um, it does kind of feel like you've got some powers uh, trying to prop up the market, um, but uh, not necessarily pump up the market. So I think that we might be uh, continuing on this on this little bit higher floor uh, creep uh, type of pattern. And I think that it's been nice to kind of see the, the rebound, the healthy rebound in alt markets. Um, some of the smaller cap stuff, you know, it's good to see bouncing a little bit. So you haven't really seen that a whole lot uh, lately that strong. Um, so that feels pretty good. But uh, I think it's a little, a little early still. Um, a little early. We've got Bitcoin dominance at close to 45%. So um, I'm, that's that's really what I'm watching. See when that starts to creep a little bit. What about you guys? I think we run. I think we run the to just above 40 and it's a big bull trap and then we drop down from 40 back down into like 36 to 34 level um and we kind of range bound until september where we make another run for for 40 again um and we break through but i think i think we're i think the, the first test of 40 i think it's going to happen in the next couple of like like 10 days um but i don't think we're like super bull back to 100k or anything like that i think we're going to get rejected off of like 41 Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think the dollar is going to, is going higher. Um, and so I think that's like going to push markets down in general. Um, we could get a little bounce here because Bitcoin is not perfectly correlated to, um, to Forex or, you know, the strength of the dollar or whatever. Um, so we could absolutely see a little bit of bounce here. Um, you know, 40, like, again, like we're just ranging, um, between 32 and 42, 
it's just all like just chop. And so we could definitely see 40. Um, I'm not going to say we, we absolutely can't, but, um, but I would, I'm probably leaning more towards, um, probably similar prices to where we're at and then break down maybe a couple weeks. Maybe, yeah, maybe break down in a couple weeks. I just think this, this price action we've seen since May reminds me of 2018 when we were just sitting on 10 K we were just sitting there, sitting there. We had hit it, bounce, hit it, bounce lower, hit it, bounce lower. And then ultimately it broke down to like six K or whatever. So I, I think uh, we're probably a week out, a couple weeks out before we really start to, to, to die. But yeah, I guess next week I would expect price to be around the same. If some, if not, maybe a little bit lower. All right. We're all over the place. <laughs> we're all over the place, but we are between I think 30 and 42. So, um, <clears throat> okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I do think that it's going to get a little bit more exciting because, you know, it's, it's, it can't get more boring. Not from here. Don't say that, man. It can always get like, we could just continue to like, to consolidate in a smaller and smaller range for weeks. Like, do we like, like that is definitely an option, but the biggest catalyst in my mind are we're nearing sailors bid, like what is average prices um, and like where Tesla got in as well. Um, but I think even bigger is inflation. Like as inflation gains public discourse, right? As it, as it became, as it, it's not like what it is, whatever, whatever the number is, doesn't really matter. It's just how the public reacts to it. And so, once the public really starts talking about it, that's um, and like realizing it, how big of a deal it is, that's the biggest driver for Bitcoin right now. And so, I, if that's if that really starts to to pick up steam, to build up steam, then um, then yeah, we could have definitely bottomed. Um, one one thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, our our chain link and our Zcash position. If if we're going to tax loss harvest, um, I I would recommend if we picked one to sell and use the proceeds to buy the other that we're going to sell, and then set. Do you, you see what I'm saying? And then and then after we've we've accumulated the position that we're going to sell from the other, we sell that and then reaccumulate. The other, I see, what you, I see what you're saying. Because because I'm looking at the U.S. dollar charts and Zcash still looks like terrible, like it could be bottoming, but Chainlink looks absolutely amazing. Like I feel like Chainlink's definitely bottomed. Mm -hmm. 
I, I think it has a much, yeah, I would say it has a much better chance of bottoming than Zcash. I do agree with you there. Um, so I'm just wondering if we sold our Zcash slowly to buy Chainlink and then we sold our Chainlink to buy more Zcash, will we end up with the bigger, will we end up with the bigger position that way? Um, I mean, well, either, either way, um, you know, this is a good point in time for, you know, from a portfolio management perspective to consider tax loss harvesting. Um, if we do feel like we're at a bottom, just in general, um, you have an opportunity to look at your losses, to take your losses and reposition into um, whatever it is to get ready for this next run, you know, if you're in fact at a bottom. Um, so, you know, I think it's a responsible uh, thing to kind of look at. And, you know, maybe that's something that we, we pull up our positions and, and actually kind of, uh, dig through maybe on a, uh, on a, on a secondary call. Maybe we don't record that one. Uh, but that, that way we can kind of dig in and then we can take a look at our positions, um, and then, uh, hop back on, um, and kind of share what we, what we work through and what strategy we, we might come up with, but you know, it'll probably take us a little time to dig through all that. Um, but yeah, any other, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. Buy Zcash. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't going to say it, that because at this point, if you're watching, you know, but. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. All right, see ya. Yeah.